1: these guys are ridiculous now how about them damn Celtics and we are back with another episode of how about them Celtics seminar here recording in the early hours of Sunday October 8th technically Celtics Uh, play today they they do play today we're recording at midnight and you're seeing this at 5 a.m so uh, I gotta have the (laughs) speed on my side for editing purposes but we were getting going we we have plenty of Celtics stuff to talk about and since again it is midnight We're just going to get right into the Celtics stuff. No intro, uh, no crap for you guys today. Uh, We don't really have anything. uh, No. As Sam mentioned at the start of the show, the Celtics play today. They play the 76ers at 6 p.m. Eastern time at TD Garden. (laughs) The Celtics are back on the hardwood at TD Garden tonight. I couldn't be more excited. I know Sam is amped as well. There's only so much you can preview for a first preseason game, but We're going to do just that for you. We're going to try to preview the game, talk about what we want to see, talk about what we're looking forward to. And so I'll just start with this. I mean, before we get into what we want to see, Sammy said it. We're back. It's basketball. We're back. Like
0: (laughs) this is uh, pretty fantastic. I don't want to say it's Christmas because I think that should be reserved for opening night. Yeah. But maybe this is like your birthday. It like I only matters, matters to some people. Like not yeah. everybody's hyped about preseason, but sure. for me, it rocks.
1: Yes, I mean we've spent the past three four months <coughs> talking about the Celtics every single day, and now we get to actually talk about the the thing that they do for a living instead of yeah, <laughs> <the> <laughs> we get to actually talk about the Celtics. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. What are you looking forward to the most? We, we've texted back and forth about this. We've texted with a couple of our, our podcast friends. Shout out Tyler Rucker of No Ceilings. They have big stuff coming up. We'll shut out just because Tyler's cool dude. And I, you mentioned it in, uh, over text saying, like, there are so many different things that you get to look for this year, in particular for preseason what's you don't have to stick to one. It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. But like, mm-hmm. what are some of the things you're looking forward to the most about the first preseason game in particular against the Sixers t- tonight as you guys are listening to this? So
0: for me, uh, I'm really excited about the new stuff. This is the first time in maybe seven years where we've had a Celtics team. That's new to, to really, really think about, wow, like they're really looking different at the top. Yes, Tatum and Brown are still there, yeah. but now you have Porzingis, you have Drew Holiday. The last time that this really happened, I guess, is Kemba.
2: Kind Ky- of, yeah, there, there was a Kemba yeah.
0: debut, but even then, that was like kind of a weird letdown season because Kyrie had left and Al Horford had left and they replaced him with Kemba and Ennis Cantor at the time. So that wasn't as exciting. I think the Kyrie debut really was the, wow. OK, well, what are what are we going to see here?
1: It was Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, too. So it was yes. like it was a big deal. Unfortunately, that lasted all of like two minutes. Yeah. But <laughs> I still remember that I, I was so I did acapella in college my freshman year. And we had rehearsal or whatever. And me and another guy who was in it were Celtics fans. And so we were watching it on our phones and we're watching. And when it happened, we just both look up in the middle of like singing, just like, like deadpan face like oh god oh god oh no wait wait wait
0: i was Uh, home yeah And at the time we didn't have cable so i was watching it on the desktop computer uh illegally Mm. of course and uh my mom was like talking to me and i contend to this day that my mom is a jinx and if she's listening to this she's gonna be very unhappy to hear this (laughs) uh but she kept like she would not like back off like she just was asking me questions and then i I'm not looking at the screen and I hear Hayward has broken his leg and I was very, very upset.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. I was that'll like, this it.
0: is your fault, but I couldn't say that because it would have like ruined your week.
1: Yeah, fair enough. But, uh... but circling back, I hate change. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm excited about the changes going on with the Celtics. I eat the same breakfast sandwich six or seven times a week. Uh, I will go to the same coffee shop. I'm a very ritualistic person, but I'm very excited about having different things to analyze from a show standpoint, from a writing standpoint. I'm excited to see how Holiday and Porzingis look. But on top of that, I'm also very, very excited to see who looks good off the bench. I think that's the very underrated storyline just because everybody is going to be looking forward to the stars. But we have Lamar Stevens, who the two of us are big fans of. Yep. Steve Mikhailu. uh yep. Jordan Walsh. I'm not going to eat up all of them because you need to talk to but uh, a lot of, there's just so much like new stuff to look forward to. That that's truthfully what it's all about for me. I'm I'm like wow, we just have so much to look at now.
1: Yeah, and Joe was talking in practice today, and someone basically asked him, like, or Bobby Karitzky, friend of the pod, asked him, you know, will uh, Porzingis and Drew be playing? And and he said yes. I don't know how much it would be play. so lame if he was yeah, like well, no. <laughs> i I can't imagine they play much like i don't really want them to play much like the last thing that you want is knock on wood something like what we were just talking about i'm not even gonna reference it again or say Mm. it again but Mm. I, i do think the best or the most intriguing best is a word we'll reserve for if it turns out well but the most intriguing part about the celtics team is there are still a lot of the same pieces you had last year like pritchard cornett hauser tatum brown all these people but like Outside of Tatum and Brown, all of those guys have the potential to be in a different role. Even Derek White and Al Horford, like, who the hell is going to start? Like who's starting, who's coming off the bench. Then we're going to talk about the depth later in the show, like Pritchard, Cornett, Hauser, like all of them have the chance to play significantly more minutes this year. And then you add in the factor of the Southlake's deep bench looks completely different. O'Shea Brissett, Delano Banton, Jordan Walsh, Lamar Stevens, Wenyan Gabriel, like a lot of it is completely different. And we're going to have to see how it all shakes out. Um, but going back to the starting thing, Joe was asked about that at practice again today. Uh, And Abby chin was like, how much should we read into it? And he effectively I'll paraphrase Joe. He said, please do not read into it. I beg of you. I know you're all going to read into, to who we start, but I please just, please. I don't want you to, I almost considered starting somebody off the deep bench just to like, fuck with you guys. But I was talked out of it. And so like, I don't really know what to make of who they start tomorrow, who Joe starts tomorrow. He did emphasize it. Like, You know, it'll change based on matchups. But if you had to give me a prediction for who starts in the first preseason game against the 76ers tonight as we're recording this and as it releases, what's your official prediction?
0: I think it's Holiday Brown, Tatum, Horford, Porzingis. And here's why. First and foremost, it's matchup based. I think it makes the most sense if you're going to play the Philadelphia 76ers to start Al Horford. He has traditionally played very well against Embiid. Not that really literally anybody cares today, but uh, in in a real game against Philly, he will probably get the start. I also think there's a continuity thing with that where uh, we just have not seen Horford come off the bench for the Celtics. It just hasn't happened. I can't really fathom it until it does happen. So until then, Derek White will be my guy coming off the bench. I don't necessarily know how great that is either, because again, last year when he came off the bench or just traditionally as a Celtic, he has not been that great off the bench. Now, there is circumstance to that. We've talked about it before, where it's tough to get in the rhythm when you're not always coming off the bench and you're sometimes starting and your minutes aren't there consistently. Of course, it's tough. But Derek White, the starter, was for real last year. So Joe has a really tough decision on his hands. I'm not sure what he's going to end up doing long-term, but if you're asking me for the Philly game tomorrow, today, October 8th, it's going to be Horford. I hope. Hope I'm not just babbling like an idiot. What if we get a Horford's not going to play? Because it's the first night back to back.
1: No, I think they'll I think everybody will play. I think if anything, they'll bench a lot of people in the second game. Again, somebody asked Joe about that, and he was like, everyone's available tomorrow and we'll figure it out from there. So I assume that's okay. they'll give some people some run. <clears throat> but um, I would agree with you, especially against a team like the Sixers that Horford would start. Not that I don't like, I do think there could be some benefit to getting KP some run guarding those guys. I don't think he's as effective as Horford, just traditionally speaking. But if you look at it <clears throat> purely matchup based outside of the fact that Horford is the best and be defender, which he is like Harden and Maxi, drew and Derek Tobias Harris and PJ Tucker, the Jays like, like that makes sense. Cause the Sixers only one run, excuse me, run one big. So it makes sense for the Celtics to do the same, but I do think having Horford out there would be the most valuable, and then if anything, actually, but then that puts Porzingis in a weird position, though. And, and we're really breaking down a first preseason game, and we're doing this because I so desperately want to talk about actual basketball again that I don't care that it's a preseason game. Well, I think it's but important then, too. Truthfully, no, I, I agree. Well, I, I'm talking defensively speaking. You put Horford on bead, right? Porzingis as a roamer is good in theory, but I feel like he would be more impactful if he can just be in the paint more and if he's guarding pj tucker and or tobias harris which i assume it would be pj tucker that's fine and i'm not saying the Celtics have to guard pj tucker from three but i think porzingis is most effective when he can constantly be around the rim and he wouldn't necessarily be able to do that and rob is super athletic so he was able to sort of like go back and forth from the paint super quick i don't think porzingis would have the same effect now if you really want to get funky shout out taylor funk You could say, have Porzingis play halfway between P.J. Tucker and the basket, defend drives at the rim, and then break out the most lethal cornet contest you've ever seen on P.J. Tucker. You could convince me of doing something real fun. But I do wonder how the Celtics are going to roll out the defense. Like, is Horford going to be on P.J. Tucker instead? Is Porzingis just going to sort of play that Romer role? Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to switch? Are they going to drop? Because Porzing is great in the drop. Like, I, I am curious to see how they run the defense with two bigs against one big lineups. I'm just, I'm just so happy. Can you tell I'm happy Basketball's back and I'm, like, analyzing? I'm happy, this too. Is, this is phenomenal. Now, <laughs> this is
0: why I had a big smirk on my face. So, as you said, the Cornette contest, I thought to myself. I wonder if guys will ever adjust the cornet contest where they see it coming and then they whip the ball at the guy's hands so it's a goaltend. <laughs> and then I said, "Huh, wonder if they could like make a rule where if you use your head, it's not a goaltend." So all these <laughs> guys that are able to get their head hey, above the rim have like Yominyama a is
1: gonna be nasty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that was my first that that was like what started all of this because I was like, well, what if they traded porzingis for benyama Because we've heard that benyama can close out on a three and then cut and get to the other block and block a shot on the opposite side of the rim because he's a freak athlete. Like that's what made me think of it. Then I was like, Well, yeah, I guess you could just cornet contest, but what if guys get get keen? When B has done the cornet contest,
1: he did it in France. Oh, really? He was breaking it, or maybe summer league, but he was breaking it out at some point. And, like it was referenced, and it was funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. NBA. Uh, maybe allow gold tens with your head.
1: John Morant's gonna be lethal at the rim.
0: <laughs> it's all funny games till guys really start getting a lot of concussions, <laughs> and it's like my fault.
1: <laughs> the NFL.
0: Like this will go viral, and people, you know, that actually like sounds like kind of like a fun idea, and then everybody's uh, got CTE.
1: So I'll ask you this now. I'm gonna make you pick one person for this just for the sake of it. Who is the one player you are most excited to see play tomorrow? You can say you want to see a star just because you want to see him in green, you can say a role player just because you want to see what they bring to the table. You can say Jason Tatum if you want to see him make a three. Although don't that'd be boring. Don't do that. So you're we'll most looking forward to seeing him
0: making threes. Uh...
1: <sighs> and this is just preseason game one, 76ers. So like we have plenty of time to dissect, but
0: I want to see Jordan Walsh play against real people.
1: Mm, okay.
0: I, I think that is the most interesting. It's less exciting because I did see something today come out saying that he was probably going to start the season
1: up in Maine. Did you tweet that? No, I, I think that was a discussion on where Bobby Twitter said that in a Celtics blog chat. That's Somebody said it, it somewhere. I, it I do Bobby. think that it, it would probably, I do think he'll probably spend a lot of time in Maine, especially with all the wings they brought in, but still
0: it, it will be nice. I just like to real see players. I mean, he impressed everybody in Summer League. He came out of nowhere where everyone was like, oh my God, this guy's leading the team in scoring. He's efficiently knocking down threes, which is not something he did in college. He can play defense, his body's NBA ready. What's he going to do in a real game? Is he going to surprise us all again? We didn't expect anything out of him in Summer League. It was a very pleasant surprise. He was on of these top five lists for Summer League where it was like the most primed players for breakout seasons or most shocking players, of summer league or biggest winners from summer league, all of those lists, yeah. he was on them. So I, I want to see him play against real NBA competition. What about you?
1: My gut says Lamar Stevens, just because I'm invested. Yeah. Because Spoiler alert, I'm writing an article about him, but for the sake of not saying Lamar Stevens again, because I really am excited. I am going to go with Chris stops Porzingis. And that sounds basic, hmm. but like, I feel like with the drew holiday trade, people are just kind of saying, Oh yeah, Porzingis is here too. Like, like, it feels almost like Porzingis has already played games for the Celtics, if that makes sense. Like it feels like people have just accepted that he's part of the team because Drew Holiday is the newest shiny object. Like if the Drew Holiday and Terry never happened, everyone would be obsessed with Porzingis. But now that Drew Holiday is in town, Porzingis is just like, oh yeah, Porzingis is here. That's cool. And I thought this even after the trade happened, like people weren't fully appreciating this. Like no, they weren't. Up, Porzingis is seven foot three, averaged twenty four eight and and three and a half last season, and shot thirty eight percent from three. He is going to completely change the way the Celtics play on offense and defense for the better. Like, like you traded your two worst shooters into two guys who shot near 40% from three. Like, and you can make all the jokes of Missoula ball. He's going to be so happy now. Just how, rid- it, not only, and to mention the fact that Porzingis and Drew Holliday are both great defenders too. How, like, how ridiculously open the floor is going to be like, this is, this might be the best lineup in terms of offensive floor spacing in the NBA. I truly cannot think of one better where one through five can all shoot. You cannot leave these guys open. And, and even if you say, okay, Jalen Brown's not the best shooter. Like if you don't close out on Jalen Brown, he will either shoot or drive on you. Cause you're too deep into the paint. Then he'll draw a foul. Like you can't leave any of these guys. There is no PJ Tucker. There is no Robert Williams. There is no Marcus smart where you are just like, well, if they beat us, we'll live. You don't live with Drew Holiday beating you. You don't live with Kristaps Porzingis beating you. Even Al Horford, and and if Al Horford and Derek White are the guys you quote unquote live with beating you, that's pretty damn good for the Celtics. Yeah. So I, I'm so hyped for KP because I really don't think people fully comprehend just how dynamic he's going to make the Celtics offense, and I think you're going to see it day one, game one, preseason against the Sixers, and I'm I'm hyped.
0: So I actually think the Drew Holiday thing is positive. The overshadowing of Porzingis, and here's why. Because I don't think the the, you need to live up to a certain standard so we don't all hate you for being traded for Marcus Smart thing is going to be in play as much for Porzingis because he is just that now, like a supplementary move, even though he was made first to Drew Holiday, who was a huge get for the Celtics. like That whole overhanging doom and gloom of they got rid of Marcus Smart, they screwed him over, whatever you felt about it. it's kind of how I felt. I felt like they screwed him. Um, is kind of gone. Like, I don't think that's something people are talking like about that. now. I think it's kind of something that we all seemingly have closure on because it doesn't feel like the team is missing that anymore. I don't know. They replaced Is her. that exactly. unfair for me to say?
1: They replaced him on the court, like in terms of a basketball player. I'm not saying leader. I'm not saying presence in the city. I'm in terms of what they bring on the court. Like they upgraded realistically for one to one. That's an upgrade. I'm sorry. It just is.
0: I'm just curious about like, because I I was thinking about it with Brogdon. Mm. He was screwed as soon as they made that trade with smart in it because he was always going to be linked to it. Why are you still here? Why were you the one that survived? Right? Yeah. Like the whole fan base was infatuated with Smart,
1: not myself. to mention, not to mention that it came out that when Joe Missoula said Derek White was going to start, Brogdon was mad again. <laughs> really? Yeah, I saw that somewhere. When so did that come out? That... Today? I, I no, I, I saw it a while ago, like after the oh. Drew trade, like when Brogdon I left. That. I saw someone's. I I can't remember where he saw it, but I saw that like yeah, he wasn't too happy that they just named Derek White the starter. He assumed they'd be competing for the spot, which is like, why he's six men of the year. <clears> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I'm hyped for Sixers preseason game one. It's going to be electric.
2: Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit Fanduel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM1234. Again, that's GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM1234.
1: But let's talk about the Celtics depth because this was a big topic at practice today for the Celtics Saturday's practice. I wrote about it for Celtics blog. Celtics are very confident in their depth. Joe Mazzulla said, we have eight, nine starters, which I appreciate the support of your team, Joe. No, you don't. (laughs) <laughs> but mm. Mm. In particular As I mentioned at the top of the show Pritchard, Hauser, Cornette Are all like Going to take big steps up in ro- Take a big step up in their role uh, Hauser spoke after practice today <clears throat> Said there are a few new faces in the second unit But Peyton, Luke and I who have played together the last couple of years Have great chemistry Said he got some experience last year Played in a ton of games Has things he needs to work on Excited for Sunday, blah, blah, blah uh, Also said About Pritchard. This is Hauser. I think Peyton's had a great camp. He's been really, really aggressive. He worked really hard this summer. I think he's out for blood this year, so I'm excited to see what he brings. And then Joe Missoula talked extensively about Luke Cornett. Uh, He was asked about the backup center minutes, and he said it starts with Luke. I thought Luke did uh, really did a great job last year, and I think he's an underrated player, and I don't think people realize how effective he is. He's a guy who's always in the right spot defensively. He's a guy who makes the right play on the offensive end, and he makes the right screen read almost every single time, which creates two-on-ones for us. He can guard our defensive system very well and communicate it. We're going to heavily rely on Luke because that's what he's done last uh, done last year and just kind of how he carries himself, and then the preseason breeds opportunity from the other guys to see who can fall, Along those lines of what Luke does for us, so Missoula's all in on Luke Cornett. And Yeah, those famous I'm last kind words. Of no, I, I think he's, I think <laughs> Luke Cornette's really good. I, as no, a I, I like him too. This is a yeah. pro Luke
0: Cornett podcast. I think it is. Luke Cornett was very good last year when he was asked to do <laughs> anything for the most part. Yeah, I don't think in the playoffs he was very good. In fairness to the people that don't like him, but Did he play in the playoffs. I think he had a few stints there and it was just like really, really bad runs against the Celtics when he got out there. But I thought Cornette for the most part did everything he could have done for the Celtics last year. He was a decent finisher around the rim. He gave us all the Luke Cornette contest. Uh, Scal Hmm. loved that more than anybody. (laughs) And he just was solid. There weren't a lot of times you could be like, he was just terrible. Luke Cornette cost him the game. No, as a third string backup big, he was absolutely fine. And if that's what they're asking him to do again, then he should be fine. It's when the playoffs roll around, you might be like, oh, he hasn't done this. What do we all expect? You know, but as far as going into the preseason, I'm excited to see him too, to see if he's gotten any better because Missoula talked about him extensively. And then we had somebody notify us. I forget who it was. That Zach Lowe said the Celtics have I a listened to this podcast. scary amount of faith in Luke Cornette. Yeah, he said he's this just like, sound funny. They have a lot of faith in Luke Cornette.
1: Yeah, Zach Lowe's just like, these guys love Luke Cornette. <laughs> yeah. They love him. I mean, Brad Stevens' only Twitter like is still Luke Cornette. Mm. It, I'm they surprised love
0: he hasn't liked some Drew Holiday stuff.
1: Maybe he has. I haven't looked in, in a minute. He is a burner yeah, every time. Maybe
0: he's one of those like Drew Holiday burner accounts. Like holiday news is actually Brad Stevens.
1: Yeah. His only like is still Luke Cornette
0: to this mm. day, which is that was probably an accident.
1: I love it. Well, he's left it up intentionally and he's addressed it. I think, I think he, will something along, whatever, regardless, Luke Cornette, they're confident in him. It sounds like Pritchard is pissed and ready to take it out on the court, which is great. That's the perfect mindset. So is, it sounds like he's been spending the whole summer looking for more opportunities and, He'll have him this year. He damn well might be their eighth best player. Like he is really good or he has an opportunity to be really good for this team. And Sam Hauser too. Like he's going to get the first crack at those backup wing minutes. And if he shoots lights out and he's solid on defense, like there's no reason that he should lose him. Like he's a real good player. I'm very, very, very excited for those three. Who's next up in, in the depth after those guys you think to get the, not necessarily who you think should be, but who do you think gets next crack at like, okay, getting real minutes here?
0: Well, that's why they're playing tomorrow, isn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. Well, let me ask you this then in the context of tomorrow in the Celtic step, who are the first guys off the bench? Like who, who is the first sub getting to the table first Outside of the obvious, like whoever doesn't start of Derek White. Yeah, because they'll obviously first. Who is the next like X amount of guys out of those three
0: guys or no?
1: Anybody. It can be anybody. Who do you think gets next crack after Horford or White? Whoever's coming. in?
0: I think it'll be Pritchard. Yeah, I think they're going to really want to get Pritchard in there. I've heard all these great things about Pritchard. You kind of just talked about how he has a big chip on his shoulder coming into this season after wanting a trade four months ago and then now talking about an extension with the Celtics. After they've hmm. gutted their guard rotation and just completely redone it. Yeah, there's opportunity there for him. So he's ready to take it. Pritchard is somebody that has capitalized every time they give him a chance. That was his big thing as a rookie. We all got on the Pritchard train real early. Last year, he barely played. When he did, he had a triple double in like the last game of the year. In yeah. his second season, he was getting real minutes to the playoffs. He played well against the Nets in the game two comeback. Excellent. Miami in one of the conference finals game 18 points. He's been there. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sitting here grinning like an idiot. I'm just thinking like like that we get to watch basketball tonight. Like that's all that constantly in my head. I'm just like we get to watch the Celtics play tonight. And that's fucking awesome. So I'm I I'm, can't wait. I'm so pumped for basketball to be back. Um but yeah, Celtics are very confident in those guys. Speaking of Joe Missoula he said the word flexibility about 10 times today at practice. And he was, we don't have to go too in depth about this because we kind of danced around the subject anyways, but basically what he was talking about, who's going to start. He's like, doesn't matter. Like, like this lineup is so flexible and we can do a lot of different things and and, and throw out a lot of different combinations that teams will just have to adapt because we can adapt first. Right? Like we can throw out Derek white for small ball. We can throw out Horford for, for bigger lineups. Like he said, flexibility will be the name of the game. Excuse me for them this season. I so I can't stress enough the idea of flexibility with our team. We have a lot of options. and We're going to take advantage of those as much as we can. There's a lot of freedom and a lot of opportunity when you have the flexibility that we do uh, and credit to our guys. They have the open-mindedness to do whatever it takes to win. And I think that last part is the most important, but also like he's right. Like the Celtics lineups could do anything like that. You can throw out so many different combinations, especially with how much talent, like <clears throat> you talked about the Jason Tatum and the boys lineups last year, the Jalen Brown in the boys lineups last year, whatever. You're not going to have that in the boys this year because you got four all-star caliber players and two of the best role players in the NBA. If two of those guys aren't on the floor at the same time, it's because guys are out. Two of those guys will almost always be on the floor together, meaning you will almost always have Tatum and Derek White, Jalen and Drew Holiday, Horford and Drew Holiday, Kristaps and Tatum, Brown and Kristaps. Like, you're always going to have two high, high high-level players, starting caliber players on the court at all times. Not a lot of teams can say that. And I do think that flexibility is going to be super important throughout the regular season, especially as they look to to put themselves in a good position in the playoffs in terms of health.
0: Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of mix and match. In my head, I just had one of those graphics of the build your team for $15 pop up.
1: And <laughs> we I did this like, this summer.
0: Damn. Yeah, we, we did like the draft of like. Yeah, before drafting Drew. the Celtics squad, and now it would be so different. I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, yeah. like. Sally's so kind of sucked. Like before, they made the holiday trade. Like
1: now, they don't suck. <laughs> like, you want to do it? You want to do it again? Quick! You want to no, <laughs> no,
0: no more bullshit. Rap, until Rapid next fire.
1: <laughs> we could rapid fire just five apiece, but no, we don't have to. No more drafts. <laughs> I I do think
0: that uh, holiday just adds so much. I feel so much better about this team after that move, and just the fact that they can trot two stars out there at all times is so comforting. You don't have to worry about either one of Tatum or Brown having to carry a load where you just don't want them to have to do that, yeah. especially like Jalen Brown was not good at it last year. The numbers say he was bad, even even like aside from the conference finals, like net negative, I believe, without Tatum, like not very good.
1: Something like and that. Tatum
0: was <laughs> he... overwhelmingly the, the driving force behind the me and the boys success.
1: I think a lot of that goes back to just their ability as a playmaker and their ability to run the offense, which, I mean, we talked about... A lot over the summer because there wasn't much to talk about. But if Jalen Brown can improve it, just even finding simple passes and and making those reads, I I think it completely changes what it looks like. But you won't really have to do that, which is also good because you have Drew Holiday, you have Derek White, and you can make it so one of those guys is always on the floor with them or Peyton Pritchard, even like Peyton Pritchard's a fine ball handler, too. Like you'll, you should always have a point guard on the floor with Jalen Brown this year, which is good, Uh, which is a very good thing. I mean, you should have had that last year, too. So (laughs) it's not as different, but. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Speaking of Jalen Brown, he was talking after practice today about how the Celtics have developed chemistry with some of the new guys on the team. Um <clears throat> He was talking about KP and Drew. He goes, "I want to know where KP wants to get the ball. I want to know, uh, you know, what after actions he likes. I want to know where Drew, what spots he feels comfortable, uh, and then build that chemistry between each other." He did talk about as well uh, competing against Drew in practice. He said it was Mm. strong as shit, which is something we heard Drew say about Jalen. Yeah, the people didn't. (laughs) One person wasn't very happy with that title, but you guys liked it for the most part. The video we put out. Uh, He said the. Guys are learning to play off each other. Talked about practice battles and and playoff battles with Drew. Um, He talked about the defense in particular. You know, defense, KP blocking shots, Tatum's length, uh, him blowing up screens with his strength. Uh, Said they're just getting comfortable and having other guys to take pressure off Tatum and Brown in terms of ball handling duties and running the offense will be a good thing as well. What do you think the biggest... And this is like a tough question to answer because it's just a matter of watching it unfold. What do you think the biggest things are in regard to like building chemistry with the two new guys like the jays in particular like like how do you what do you think the most important things are in terms of them all meshing because like it feels like we're just kind of assuming it'll all work because the pieces on paper fit well together and their play styles fit well together but like in order to see that come to fruition in person what are the some of the things you think you'll be looking for
0: um well obviously <laughs> just you actually have to play that's step one <laughs> true yeah sure Um, I think honestly, if you want to really get good at that, you probably take one of those guys each and play a lot of two on two might be a dumb thing to say, or a dumb, like I play pickup basketball every once in a while thing to say, but I think it makes sense. I think you're in a spot where you have no other choice, but to learn how that guy ticks, what his best strengths are. Not to say that they don't already know that for a large Hmm. majority of the game, right? Because. You're watching film on these guys all the time. Just go back and watch Chris Stops light them up after Brogdon was like, We're going to, we want the one seed. And then Porzingis just beat the Celtics by 20 by himself, couldn't miss. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of Porzingis flying the ball at the free throw line, that area, high post. He can definitely operate from there. We've seen it. Drew Holiday, I got less information off the top of my head for you on him. It's going to be nice to see him get a chance to be off the ball a bit more. I know that's Hmm. something people have explained that he excels at. He can catch and shoot. A lot of pressure off of him. In Milwaukee, he had to adjust and become a primary ball handler. Not to say that he can't do that with the Celtics or shouldn't do that with the Celtics because they're certainly going to ask that of him. But it doesn't have to be that. The Celtics (laughs) are so versatile that, what do you think? Three or four guys can do it depending on who's on the floor? that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. I I think the biggest thing for me is making sure that you avoid what happened with Brogdon with drew and Porzingis. And what I mean by that is we talked a lot of the summer, like Mm, I was down on Brogdon because they turned him into this guy who was leading the offense in Indiana. We can quibble it how effective it was because they didn't make the playoffs or whatever. They were, they were okay, but he averaged 7 assists, he was this playmaker, he was a good scorer, all this stuff to effectively a spot up shooter who occasionally drove to the rim, didn't really mm-hmm. have a huge playmaking role. I don't want Drew Holiday to turn into just a three-point shooter who occasionally turns like drives the ball. Like he should be fully a star, like a third star getting the treatment like doing more than what Kemba did but like Kemba that second year when he was sort of the tertiary guy like that's what you want to see with Drew Holiday, him getting an almost an equal amount of looks or, or obviously less than Jays but still getting his plays more importantly I would argue because Drew is such a good spot-up shooter and he's such a good playmaker that he'll find that role I don't want the Celtics to abandon what makes Porzingis good because I think that is what a big issue was in Dallas is they said, okay, Porzingis, you're great, but Luca runs the show here. So you just have to play off him. You have to take your spot up threes. You just this. Let Porzingis run in the post. Let him do all the stuff that he play had success with in Washington. Like you cannot make Porzingis into a better defender version of Davis Bertans. Like that that's effectively what Dallas did. Like they were just like, go shoot threes, buddy. Like <laughs> you can't do that if you're Boston. You can't do that with, with Drew. You can't do that with Porzingis. You can't do that with Derek White. Derek White just had a fucking great postseason and and i think he'll be more going fine with it man. and more acceptable no more acceptable sort of dialing back into that you know spot up three role driving the hoop sometimes but his opportunities are going really to cut like like we mentioned on a, a recent show like you're gonna have to see these guys take those sacrifices and make those sacrifices that the big three in 2008 did like ray allen drew holiday kevin granite Chris person i guess it kept there's two stars instead of just pierce like they're going to have to take step backs and rolls. Not only Drew and Porzingis, Tatum and Brown are not going to take as many shots this year, and they need to be okay with that in order for this team to be at their best. And I'm really curious to see how that all unfolds throughout the year. And I think that'll be important.
0: If you didn't yoink it at the end, that was going to be my big close and be like, well, top thing. Tatum Brown need to do less.
1: Yes. <laughs> I,
0: and that's <laughs> the most exciting thing. Because quite frankly, I'm kind of sick of them. I'd like <laughs> to see... <laughs> I'm sick of their shit, and I'd like to see them not shoot ever. So ah. let me see a Drew Holiday, Kristaps Porzingis run Celtics team, and I bet it's better because you just have the the looming threat of Tatum and Brown. Even though you don't need it, you don't need to break glass in case of emergency just yet.
1: Let me ask you this: mm. If you take Tatum and Brown off the Celtics, do they still make the playoffs in the East?
0: Yeah, probably. But there's <laughs> like six, seven, eight.
1: That's crazy, though. That, that yeah. is not.
0: But. I mean, yeah, let's not try it.
1: No, 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 but, Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh maybe like
0: just, 2K do that, but not real life.
1: <laughs> uh, I sim 2K the other day, and the Celtics missed the playoffs in the second year. So let's hope it goes a little better. It's always uh, weird, isn't it? The the, the funny Celtics thing and is when box. you
0: were like, missed the playoffs yeah. in year two. You, you Can't you can't play it because Cleveland's always the best team ever, and so is Atlanta. But. In Philly, when you were like, "What can they do to build chemistry?" I was really trying to think of some nonsense answer for you, and I truly couldn't think of anything great. Do you have anything? You have any good nonsense answers to build chemistry? Yeah, good like team like Um, trust balls. Yeah, trust balls. Like they, you know how the Auerbach center has the like overhangs where you guys can all hang out, like trust ball on the edge.
1: (laughs) They should do. They should play paintball, except they should put Joe Missoula on one team and the entire roster on the other team and just see if Joe Missoula can beat the paintball. <laughs> Joe Missoula is paintball Rambo. He's just he's psychotic. They just that is they, they do uh right, that's a good one. You should ask him
0: about that. You should be like, listen, <laughs> who would win in paintball? You, you know what I need
1: to ask him or the entire rest of the team. <laughs> is there anybody on this roster that you think you couldn't beat in a UFC fight? <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: that is a good question. like, listen, like, Joe, you know, in the NBA, like, power can be a struggle sometimes between star players and coaches, especially (laughs) because, like, star players make so much money and coaches oftentimes do not. If it came down to it, you could probably beat the fuck out of everybody, right? (laughs) Just see what he says. (laughs) He'd probably be like, yeah, he probably could. That's amazing. And he just puts James Johnson on his staff just to have, like, another, like, black belt martial arts fighter on his staff just uh, to be, like, the, the reinforcer.
1: Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's check in if with our he emails. he continues
0: to be friendly, Joe, you have to ask him. Like, maybe they win by fifty one day. Maybe. Like, maybe you ask him about the OC. Could you beat the shit out of all your players?
1: <laughs> I don't know how well he'd respond to that. But uh, let's uh, let's check in with our emails. Again, if you'd like to contact us pod at gmail.com our first email sam i'll let you guess who do we think the first email is from you have a 50 50 <laughs> what order are you doing these in i go from oldest oldest yeah rj <laughs> ding 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 hello rj thank you sir for tuning into the pod hey sam having grown up in the state and went to college at Purdue. Don't be surprised that no one on Stranger Things had bird jerseys. Thinking like, who's your Stranger Things follow-up? Mm. This proves you really listen to the shows. So we really appreciate you because this yeah. is a niche thing. Hoosiers are Hoosiers, excuse me, are pretty ferocious. Word. pertaining to parish, characterized by unsophisticated focus for local concerns, for mm. per, <clears throat> parochial. Okay. especially about their part of the state. Some Stranger Things is set a little south of Indianapolis, you should see IU gear and maybe some Pacers ABA leftovers in the show, but very little bird merch. That would hmm. be down in the southeast corner of the state around French Lick. Lick, excuse me, hope that helps, R.J. Johnson. That makes sense. So uh, that is Stranger a good Things, that's really very niche answer that explains it very well. Thank you, R.J. Let that him. was a
0: grasping at straws rat list make no mistake stranger <laughs> things responsible for my favorite period in my life maybe where i was just watching it every day i was like this is the best thing ever there was no the it just made the finals i was like okay like yeah they'll be back
1: i did and, something uh, similar during covid i spent like a week straight watching riverdale <laughs> just a week like day and night always on. you know what i did i had riverdale it's pretty good. I had that on my iPad and I had my my career in MLB, the show like hitting dingers like hours, I don't know how you hours
0: because <laughs> you do this all the time. You watch things while yeah. you do other stuff like you never act like you specifically do not
1: commit to watching something, just watching it. I have in the past, like, uh, you know, Outer Banks. You ever seen Outer Banks? I've seen the first episode of Outer Banks. I watched the entire first season overnight during COVID mm-hmm. straight. 10 hours or whatever it was <clears throat> so i can occasionally okay. but no i i usually have youtube up on one screen well it depends on the video like i'll watch youtube videos let, i have to pay attention to versus other Celtics. sorry we're, we're, this is ratless let stuff. let us know what uh <laughs> your
0: craziest binge stories are in the emails yeah. or the comments
1: please do i uh, watched
0: RJ, the entire first season of dexter in one day for a like, school good. project that's such yeah. A,
1: yeah first school
0: project <laughs> yeah i they had forensics in my high school and they were like go watch like a crime show and i was like okay
1: and you binged it good and show I
0: watched all of it yeah very
1: good show uh rj celtics family reunion morning guys with the blast email going out to pass celtics to visit the team who would you like to see quote walking through the door not only the big names either for me i'd love to see some of the secondary guys from the 80s teams like jerry sichting go boilers gerald C-Sing. henderson c sting thank you very much go boilers i took a stab <laughs> Gerald Anderson okay. and Greg Kite going back to the 70s teams Kevin Stakem Jim Ard and Jeff Judkins even even get some dark ages guys like D Brown's D Brown Eric Williams Greg Minor heck put out the call to guys like guys like Greg Stiesma too if it's a family reunion invite mm. all the cousins and uncles be well RJ we kind of mentioned this last pod briefly I said Brandon Bass is my guy and Evan Turner obviously and maybe Shane Larkin Some guys from, like, the the early 2010s eras when we started, like, fully watching. I know
0: you do, too. (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number one answer. Good answer. Kyrie. (laughs)
1: Yikes. (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe, maybe maybe not. Uh, But Eddie House and Leon Poe were at practice again today, so there are people around. Pierce. Pierce, too. Pierce was there again. Eddie House and Leon Poe all there.
0: Well, Eddie House and Leon Poe, like, kind of work for the team. No, they're still there. That's being made too much of a big deal. I saw somebody talk about this and I was like, you know what? Actually, very good point. Pierce is like the only one. It's like, oh, right.
1: whatever. Okay. Sam Cassell's there too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, Philip. last email for today. Playoff minutes. Hey fellas. I'm so hyped for the game tomorrow and was contemplating how amazing our top six rotation players are. Had me wondering what are the average numbers, number of minutes that a sixth, seventh, ETC players get uh, in the playoffs. I was guessing it falls off quickly. I wasn't able to find the answer, but it seems like it would tell us a lot about how the playoff matchups go. I would sincerely appreciate knowing this to help my ball. Like you, can you help? All the best, Phil. I can't. Take question. a look. I can tell you. I mean, I'm going sure to look at the Celtics basketball reference page and let you know how many minutes their sixth and seventh guys got last season. Uh, that that's was going to be my go-to. How is I'll that cheating?
0: Off the top of my head, because I'm not a coward like Jack.
1: He asked us to answer the question. I can give him an answer to the question. I can give him an actual we'll guess and then we'll look but we we can give him an actual answer
0: I think your sixth man the playoffs is 25 to 30 past that seventh is probably 15 and then eight is 10 to 15 depending on the circumstances
1: yeah I'd probably go something similar like 25 15 10 pretty rapid decline but let's take Mm -hmm. a look um playoffs one through six Malcolm Brogdon was six at 25. Rob was seven at 21 grant was eight at 17.7. So pretty much exactly what we said. Uh, I mean, we, it definitely depends on team though. Like I'll go to Kings just cause they're another like new playoff team with like similar depth that you can think of. There's six man, 26, seventh man, 20, eighth man, 17. And then their ninth man also played 15, but he only played in four games. So like, mm-hmm. it depends on matchup in that sense. I mean, you look at Denver who won the title, um, obviously there's six man, Bruce Brown, 26.5. Then Jeff green at seven seventeen. then Christian Brown at eight thirteen. So it's probably around the 25 to 30. Like we said. Yeah. Like you said, I need me to look it up. (laughs) When somebody asks, I'm going to give them an actual answer. (laughs) I'm not going to just get, imagine they say, Oh, what, what number do you think this player wore in the seventies? We're just like, ah, 50, I think 50. Yeah. We'll move on now. Like we don't have, it's
0: kind of fun. You give a guess. Then you're like, was I right? And then you look it up and tell them
1: (laughs) you are inferring that I shouldn't look it up though. You are inferring that we just give a shit answer and let them live with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you to the emails though. We appreciate y'all. Let us know uh, if you have any more questions and make sure to tune in, but well, they asked us, we know ball. Yes. We try. We try. Speaking of knowing ball, let's look around the NBA and get to know ball outside of Celtics nation. Uh, Tyler Hero is where we're starting today, Sam. Hmm. He wants to become untouchable. Uh, obviously, he's been a- just absolutely peppered with questions about being thrown in trade rumors and stuff. And he was talking. Uh, I'll just read the blurb here from a bleacher Report. Bleacher Report aggregation article. Speaking to Anthony Chang of the Miami Herald, Hero suggested that he wants to have such a strong season this year that the Heat will view his name as a non-starter in trades. Honestly, this is a quote from Hero. Honestly, my goal this year is to get my name untouchable. That's my goal. At the end of the season, they won't want to trade me. That's my goal. Good for Hero. <laughs> like, I'd be mm-hmm. sick of the shit too, honestly. Like, he's always just thrown around as the name. And we keep saying it. Hero's a good player. Like, he's good. and And I think he'll be... Good for the Heat this year. I don't know how great this Heat team will be. I probably have them around four, five, six in the East, depending on how well Hero does.
0: Just every year, but <laughs> they, they what? don't go away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, but that said, they'll probably be in, in the second round or conference finals. Yeah. But, but yeah. So
0: maybe he should suck. Why? I mean, if he sucks. Nobody's, I mean, they, nobody traded for Lowry. And they make about, around the same money.
1: <laughs> like I don't nobody's going to want to
0: trade for him if he sucks.
1: Yeah, then the Heat probably also would not play him.
0: <laughs> well, he, he becomes untouchable from a different side and he still collects a check. And he gets to live in Miami.
1: Not before they just trade him to the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> He said, Get out of here. We'll take Kelly Olynyk and Jordan Clarkson back. No, I related. think, I, I
0: truly think this is, a, I mean, good for him. Like, yeah. maybe this is the best way we've seen anybody handle his situation. Maybe yeah. not, because a lot of guys will just be like, It's the business and move on. But
1: he did say that. I dude. think he's using it to
0: motivate himself to get better, even though he's already good. And it's so true. If you're nasty, they're not going to want to trade you. If if he yeah. truthfully does not want to be in trade rumors, play above the value of your contract. Because then they won't want to trade you. I guarantee you that's how 75% of the front offices will look at this. Mm. Is he worth what he's getting paid in the new CBA with the cap? Yes or no? If yes, not going to look to get rid of him can we use that $30 million better with somebody else that we could trade for? Maybe let's look. That's how it's going to go. Simple as yeah. that.
1: We'll see. But I guarantee you this time next year, we're going to be talking about, will the heat trade Tyler hero for this player? Sorry, Tyler. It's just going to,
0: yeah. Speaking so of trade, either suck or be better than your money. No in between.
1: Speaking of trades, the Knicks reportedly checked in on a Zion Williamson trade this summer. Uh, this is per Mark Berman, formerly of the New York Post. Uh He said, New Orleans is still not sold on Zion Williamson. Obviously, there's a risk there. All eyes are on him this season. I was told the Knicks had checked in over the offseason about Zion. That could be a possibility. For what? For, like Julius Randle? We, we talk about I'm that. Knicks, like, I do that in a heartbeat. If you're the Pelicans, do you do it? No. <laughs> Like, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The,
0: the Skechers uh, really. thing is pretty damning. Like, if you're that is tough. In let me ask you this:
1: If they come with an offer, we'll give you Julius Randle, Emmanuel quickly, and two first round picks, three first round picks for Zion Williamson, and the other the Pelicans. Seriously, I'm not like put your joking, half joking hatred for Julius Randle, whatever you have it aside. Like, I truly don't think it's good. But go on. At, he's an All Star, regardless. He, he's a fine player if you put him in the right situation. We can. I don't want. That's not the part of this. Randall quickly, let's say two first round picks and a swap for Zion. If you're the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Trey Murphy, all these guys, like genuinely, would you consider that?
0: Yeah, I think quickly gives you another ball handler, which is something I think in New Orleans you could use. I think Randall is a worse version of Zion. uh, But he's a a healthy version of Zion. Well, they maybe balance out, but also Randall's a bull in a China shop in a very terrible way. I do wonder how much better
1: I wonder how much better Randall could be with a lineup that spaces the floor better like without Mitchell Robinson with with the guy like I don't know we're not talking about that nuance but the Zion trade part the Knicks make sense but if you're the Knicks like
0: and the Knicks have picks (sighs) to just throw away like they have other teams picks where like I don't know. If you're the Knicks, what do you do? Do you trade other teams' picks or do you trade your own picks? What would you rather have? I almost half feel like I'd rather have my own picks. I don't know what picks the Knicks have, in fairness.
1: They have a lot of picks. But in case of that.
0: emergency, if like you have a shit season, at least you get something for it. Yeah. Especially with Zion, somebody that may not play. The Knicks have...
1: <clears throat> oh, God. Also... I don't even know what this pick is.
0: If yeah. Zion's in New York, I think he's going to be a bit more motivated to be in shape.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, they have just the Mavericks his, pick. His history. They have Mavs pick, protected top 10. Wizards pick protected top 12. Tough. What is that? Wizards pick is interesting though. What does it go to? First round pick protected top oof, uh protected top 14 in 2023, 12 in 2024, 10 in 2025, 8 in 2026, or it turns or after that it turns into two seconds. So they got a <clears throat> they got a minute to wait on that pick. Do they have any good like future picks though? They have a bucks pick next year. They have a bucks pick in 2025 protected top four. Mm-hmm. Not great, but it's it's a first. They have yeah, that's about it. And they have like some other heavily protected first and all their own. <clears throat> I don't know. Zion in New York is always gonna be a rumor, but it's it's interesting because I wonder what the offer was this summer if they did check in, but we'll see. Uh, looking out west, the LA Clippers, or excuse, uh, yeah, and the 76ers still don't know what's happening in terms of James Harden. However, the 76ers, according to Shams, reportedly want Terrence Man in a deal. Sources tell me the Clippers have been offering one unprotected first-round pick and a pick swap for Harden. Uh, the Sixers have been valuing Terrence Mann as well as multiple first-round picks. Shams said league sources say Harden is also taking part. Uh, in camp. This is because your man's hopeful that a trade at the Clippers is still in the works and believes for now it would be wise not to be a distraction. And the Clippers uh, are going to great lengths to make it happen. According to sources, sources also say the Clippers have been taking talking to several teams about ways to move pick swaps for additional draft capital with the intention of bolstering their offer and getting a deal done. Is this happening? Do we care? No to the second one, probably. But do we think it'll happen I, before the start of the season? I care. Oh, yeah.
0: Because I don't want him to get his way. Uh, this is another spite. And also, Clippers just kind of cementing themselves on the rat list by well conforming so James let me ask Harden's you this.
1: shenanigans. Would you rather James Harden get traded for what will probably be Marcus Morris, Robert Cummington, Terrence Mann, and the Sixers get worse for the Celtics' sake, or keep Harden not get his way for spite
0: well i think if he doesn't get his way he's not going to try and they're still going to be kind of bad
1: and that would probably be more entertaining
0: i would rather him not get his way i truly just don't think in this situation he should be rewarded for what he's done because not only did he opt into the final year of his contract just to request a trade but he did so with a trade kicker so if he gets traded he gets even more money (laughs) <laughs> For being a pain in the ass, he gets more money. There's not a chance. The NBA needs to restructure trade kickers. Whereas, if you request a trade and get traded, then you shouldn't get your trade kicker, you which I think money. is a thing. They make them waive it, but yeah, he should not get a trade kicker if he gets traded. What if, Art's
1: just, like what if Art's just like I'm not waving it? What if Harden just like I'm not waving it? I'm not waving it. Fuck you, babe. Then you're just not playing. Childish Gambino. Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> yeah. Get
0: get ready to just. Not play then. Uh, this but whole yeah. thing's funny. Don't, don't let him get happening. his way. He does not deserve to get his way. This is terrible.
1: I don't care anymore. I just think it's funny because it's the Sixers especially. So good luck. Good luck, Buzos. Um Sticking with the Clippers... According to Paul George, he and the Clippers have talked about an extension, he said I'm back home with a great organization, an organization that believes in winning and does everything it can to win. Why not retire here? It would be a dream. Hopefully I can ride it out. Hopefully complete compete for multiple championships while I'm a Clipper to be able to say I played uh, home and did something great at home. That's first on my agenda said of trade extension talks, quote, it's active. Duh, like, right. That Obviously, they're going to extend them, right? I mean, they have no choice. <laughs> yeah,
0: they have no draft picks. They're yeah. trying to get James Harden, who also <laughs> may just like never play for them if he's there, along with True. Paul George, and Kawhi. I will say this, even though I'm out on the Clippers right now, I think they're due to actually be like a force. They did make the Western Conference finals that one year. This when is it was, uh, them in Phoenix in 21, but
1: this this is the heater going to be bad again th- th- every year. The Clippers, they're probably be pretty good again. This year <laughs> I didn't
0: say they're probably gonna be good. I say I said we're kind of due for it. Like if They've they have not met expectations every single year. Yeah, when those two guys went to the Clippers in twenty twenty, or twenty nineteen rather, they had one free agency. Maybe not because the Nets got Kyrie and KD and DeAndre Jordan.
1: No, I'd still say the Clippers won. I would. I okay. still think this is better. But sure, yeah, yeah.
0: And they were supposed to be a force in the West. Steve Ballmer was. Pumped famously.
1: I'm pumped. Bomber's hilarious.
0: And they never made the finals, still have not made a finals. They choked in the bubble. They lost Mm -hmm. to the Suns in 21. And last year, no, 22, what they did, who they lose to. Did they make the playoffs in
1: 2022? They were so irrelevant.
0: 22, I don't even remember.
1: I think they lost to Dallas. They did,
0: right? They did. You're right. You're right. Good call. Yeah. And then last year, they lost in the second round, first round, first round. They won one game.
1: They lost to the Suns, right? Yeah. Yeah. In their defense, load management, all this stuff, they have also just gotten, like, maybe the worst injury luck possible. Maybe it's because their
0: guys aren't used to playing.
1: True. <laughs> True. We'll see what happens.
0: It's because their bodies hey, are conditioned because they never playing basketball.
1: Kawhi and PG say they're playing this year, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. All um, right, Sam. Who he played for. I got I got yes. five guys for it. you today. Five. All right. We sure should get into it. Cody Zeller, Sam. Who Cody he played Zeller. for. Cody
0: Zeller. New mm-hmm. Orleans.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll speed through him today. Maybe someone we'll get him. Troy Brown Jr., who he played for. Oof. Oof. Oh, no. Hit her on Truthfully the second one. I don't really know this one. Oh, baby. Where did he play last year? I mean, you know where he played last year. Right? He was on
0: the Lakers last year. He
1: was. Yep. Now where is he?
0: Is he on the Bulls? No, no, I don't know. I he, give started a... his,
1: he started his career in the Bulls. Uh, Maybe on the Wizards. He has played for the Bulls. He plays for the Timberwolves now. He's on the Wolves.
0: I would have never <laughs> guessed that. I thought it was another like bigger market team.
1: No, no, no. Trendon Watford, my offseason crush. Where Brooklyn. is he? He is in Brooklyn. AJ Green.
0: Dude, I, that's not like, <laughs> that's not even a real guy.
1: It is a real guy. I, this is why I put it on here because I knew you probably wouldn't know who it is. The football AJ Green. player? No, he's an NBA player. Well, it's both, but yeah, know. yeah. But the, I'm talking about you, can't, the like,
0: you can't like just like put on like the fucking two way guys. That's not fair.
1: <laughs> He's not. He was on the roster last year, and they signed him to a contract again.
0: He was on the Bucks roster last yeah. year. Yes. Has he played for any other team?
1: No. No. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Shake Milton.
0: Oh, he has a new team. Ooh. I don't remember which team it is.
1: He does. Oh, um,
0: where did he end up? <laughs>
1: hmm He does I, fact, I know team.
0: this because I like stumbled upon it. I think I was like messing around at 2 I was like, oh, I didn't know he was on this team now. But I don't remember what team it was. Fun like, fact
1: I'm... about Shake Milton Google says he has a seven foot wingspan. <laughs> That's crazy. Where is he play? Where does he play though? The it says he's also 6'6 he six, six, and he ain't 6'6. Six, six. Sorry, Google. <clears throat> Where does he play?
0: This hurts, dude. I feel like I should know this. I'm like really <laughs> upset what do we got do, do, sorry do, do, do,
1: do, do. start singing the Jeopardy I'm gonna guess Orlando I put this on here because he also plays for the Timberwolves uh, okay. <laughs> I put two T-wolves on here Sam I have a bonus for you alright Celtics legend Noah Vonleh. who he played for fuck if I know is in the league? Who? No. No. Name one international team that I would think is funny.
0: That you would think is
1: funny? A- anybody would think it's funny. Does
0: he play on the Shanghai Sharks?
1: He does
0: play yeah. on the Shanghai yeah. Sharks. I almost guess Wong, Wong <laughs> Tigers.
1: Because I, I actually think oh. they have the funnier names. But... They do. <laughs> Excuse me. And it's because Shaq said it the way he did. No, yeah, he plays for the Shanghai Sharks with Yogi Ferrell. Shout out Yogi Ferrell. Mm. Uh, there you go. All right, Sam. Ratless, then we'll wrap it up here. would you like to kick it off, sir?
0: Yeah, I'll kick it off. All right.
1: Ratless.
0: Ratless the like the the drive-through worker at Starbucks this week. So, oh no. I go to Starbucks, I order my coffee. I'm like can I have it this way with two stevias? Now I get to the window as they fucking show me the little, Hey, do you want to tip me fucking machine? She says, do you want us to put the stevias in? Like, no, I just fucking told you I wanted them for my health. I actually keep the packets (laughs) in my car. Like, yeah. Do you actually want me to brew the coffee too? And you just give me the cup and I just kind of put it together. Like, yeah, wow. I want you to put the fucking stevias in because that's your job.
1: Wow. That's uh that's special. That's special. Would right you there.
0: ever ask for your stevias on the side?
1: If I did, I would specifically say on the side, not yeah. the
0: opposite. Yeah. For what reason would you like? Can you give me a reason why you may want your your packets of sweetener not in the fucking drink?
1: <laughs> N-
0: no. You're just doing lines of stevia. <laughs>
1: Only if you're like have a big group order and you're just like, can I just get a bunch of stevia to bring if people want it? Like, <clears throat> but I guess, like, if you're ordering for your office and you're like, let me just get some stevia so I have people, like, you know, some for <clears throat> there's no good reason though. You just put in the coffee. Like, if I say it, I want it. And especially if you're like, can I get this coffee with three stevia? That implies put it in the coffee, put it in the damn coffee. <laughs> agree, put it in. I agree. Uh, I'll also rat list a, a coffee worker duncan all right let's the duncan worker today I go to get my coffee before uh, going into practice um i get him like hey look at this blah, blah, blah. i get to the window give her my card she swipes it once nothing she's sitting there like well, it's not working all right so i feel like an idiot right i'm holding up the line cards You're not like, working i'm like it, i'm poor <clears throat> that's what i'm saying and I, i'm like I, I can give you another card if you want it's not working they're like yeah yeah sure is whatever other one works right i get home my card is fine. I have money on my card. So she she was just messing it up, but she just made me feel broke in the process. So rat list for making me feel like I had no money. She yeah, probably that, thought I was. That like, should
0: be a, uh, they should owe you money.
1: That's that's a fine. That's a fine. Yeah, yeah that's that's a rat behavior. Uh,
0: rat list people that don't know how to drive in road rotary. So today my family Everybody. and I went. Yeah, we went <laughs> uh to a show and we had to drive very far to go there. And mm-hmm. there were rotaries on the way. Now, I'm yep. in preparation knowing I have to do this show. Trying to sleep on the way back. Mm. And I am uh, jolted out of a near slumber Ugh. by a gasp from my mom who was driving. Which is unnecessary. But <laughs> she is so dramatic when it comes to the driving <laughs> sure, sure. Because somebody like is just not driving. They're at a yield sign and they've stopped when there's nobody coming.
1: Oh, uh, that's the worst. And this went <clears> back the into worst. my
0: argument earlier in the day where I was like, if I was in charge, I would scrap all the traffic laws and we'd start from scratch. Step one, no stop signs, all yields. Exhibit A. People stop at yield signs. People don't stop at stop signs. No respect for the stop sign. You roll through it. It's an understanding. Sure. Other traffic yeah. amendments, a speed range. Not a speed limit.
2: Yeah. But the range
0: is strictly enforced. The limit, you we all we on. all have like a unwritten rule, like okay, ten to fifteen over you're good. Yeah. Range, no, very strict, but it's like ten to fifteen mile an hour range.
1: So what's your that range? That
0: way it's understood.
1: On the highway, like sixty five speed limit. What, no, but like, no. I'm asking you, like, for a standard highway, 65 mile, mile per hour limit. If you had to set the range, what would you set the range at?
0: I would go 60 to 80. <clears throat> okay. Uh, 55 yeah, 55 to 80. 55 to 80.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll back it. Yeah. 55 is slow for a highway still.
0: Yeah, but if you're in the very far lane, you're getting ready to get off. Okay. Or sure, you're sure, trying sure. a big truck.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's good. I, I like that. Yeah.
0: It's a good rule.
1: That is a good rule. Any like suggestions? It, but- no, tr- truck trucks shouldn't be on the highway. So they should you should make it six to eighty, but trucks get their own roads.
0: Well, that's a lot of a lot of money. It's an investment. In not time. your money. You have to make well if I'm the government, it's my money.
1: Technically, uh, you, it's all of our money. If they're making abolish new roads, trucks. taxes. Abolish trucks. No abolish trucks? Trucks not allowed. Yeah. Out on trucks. Trucks trucks mm-hmm. need to go. Okay. Tank. <laughs> tanks instead. Tank. Tank. <laughs> tanks instead. yeah that's my favorite thing driving. lately whenever i'm in this <laughs> my sister and i were driving home the other day i had to pick her up in boston ratless my sister for making me pick her up in boston by the way that was mm. tragic took an hour and a half to get home which is normally get ready 40 to take the drive. tea buddy go get yourself <clears throat> that's a what I'm charlie saying. card <clears> that's terrible um yeah the worst part is there's like a a commuter rail stop 10 minutes from my house and she's like come pick me up you're already in the city i'm like i'm not really in the city but sure uh what was I saying? Oh, we we're driving on the way home, and there's just a motorcycle like parked like halfway in in the road, like it's in the breakdown lane, the equivalent, so it's there, so you just have to kind of squeeze right by. And I turn to my sister, my sister's like, I want to hit it so bad. And I go, you know what? Tank. Tank, <laughs> that's yeah. That's you need a tank. My um, girlfriend hates that. <laughs> why? It's great. She hates <laughs> we
0: hurt them. Teach them a that's,
1: lesson. That's kind of the yeah, point of the
0: teaching Teach tank. them a lesson. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of the point. Drive back, talk uh, shit, get hit. Drive shit,
1: get hit. Ratlist people who. So I gave somebody a space to merge today. My own fault. I'm stupid for being kind. Yeah, for trying idiot. to let somebody in. Right? You're right, but yeah. tank. Rather than, <clears throat> rather than, going in where I tried to let them in, they sped up, in the right lane, and then just waited at the front of it. And by the time I got up there, I just fucking passed them. Like brother, I gave you a spot to come in and you're going to be a dick and try to speed by me in the other lane. Now you're causing more problems. Rat. It's the worst. Mm. Also me, I was trying to get in to the right lane to get off my exit. Cause I went over one too far. Cause I got mixed up with the road sign. So it's my, again, my own fault dude is just on his phone driving full speed in the right lane just got no Respect. chance uh, he goes by me and he's just like down here like this or i'm like dude yeah i've had my blinker on for 30 seconds like sometimes fuck off. <clears throat> the worst it's just a rat. uh, ratless the time.
0: motorcyclists that ride through traffic in between the lane
1: yeah yeah
0: like that is like me in the car next to me we should have a pole that comes out close <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's the worst cars who drive in the breakdown lane Also the worst. Fuck it's not you
0: don't really see as often. I see the motorcycle people at least twice a week.
1: Maybe that's Rhode Island thing, but Massachusetts thing is if there's traffic and people are getting on and off the exits or whatever, or like not even like exits, but like they get on the highway coming off an exit, they just they'll just ride in the breakdown lane for a minute and be like, oh you are getting past traffic traffic. here. Just like fucking drive, dude. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Man just drive
0: give me some like good uh like just do it things like th- there's a problem that's actually like a real problem but it's like just fucking get over it
1: like what the fuck why are you in traffic do you just drive <laughs> my first one's gross the first thought i had was constipation Just, just, shit, shit. just, shit. <laughs> just go, dude. The, the first thing that problem. came to my head um oh man what's another good one Oh, traffic, just drive is probably the easiest. You're
0: allergic, just eat it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> my mom actually believes that. Yeah? Yeah, like my girlfriend's allergic to cats, and she's like, just bring her over. Like, we'll ease her into it. Like, what? <laughs> Even though I do think it's actually a thing, to her credit, but I'm I, I like, I, I'm always like, okay.
1: <laughs> Henry, just stay awake, buddy. It's not <laughs> that hard. <Just> stay
0: awake. <laughs> Hey, we're doing it. It's <laughs> one in the morning. We're awake. Yeah, you tell me he can't stay awake. The oh loser Henry. I love
1: you, Henry. <laughs> someone's Henry gonna come on this jokes. podcast. Yeah, someone's. We, someone's yeah, we gonna... probably just made
0: him like go into a ragdoll. What the hell? It's fun
1: Someone's gonna listen to this podcast for the first time and have no idea what we're talking about. Oh man, yeah, you. Uh, What's the word? Lactose intolerant? Just drink milk, buddy. Just get better. Just do yeah, it, bro.
0: Get used to, to it. do it. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap. We'll wrap. Uh, I have other good. stuff, but I cannot uh share it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all for tuning in to our delusional state. Uh as we that's talk about Middle of the night. Late
0: night. How about them seas? <laughs>
1: We appreciate y'all. We are still amped that we get to watch Celtics basketball today. Um, Celtics Sixers preseason game at six PM Eastern. And if you're a true fan of the show, you know the pre games are back. We're back yes, with the pre games. Five thirty. Should have said at the top of the show, but true fans watch yeah, anyways. So if you're listening this, now, you'll be. You'll see. Um, Five thirty on the How About the Celtics YouTube channel. We will be there for pregame. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Subscribe to How About the Celtics. Check, take a look at pay, playback. Maybe we do the second game because it's an away game. Maybe we make that our playback debut to Test mm. the Waters. But we will t- figure it out. Thank y'all for tuning in. Subscribe, leave a comment, all that good stuff. We appreciate you. Sam, get us out of here. I want to go to sleep.
0: Hey, hey, thank you very much for listening and watching. If you're watching you're on the YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Hit the notification bell. And make sure you don't miss any of our daily uploads. Sometimes we do too. Hit you with a surprise yesterday. How about that? Or not whatever. Friday. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple too. Follow us there. Leave a nice five-star review saying something nice about the fellas. You can find us on socials at How about Them Seeds. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, Facebook, just the name of the podcast. The pregame stream will be there, as well as our Twitters, which is uh Jax at Jaxmone You can find mine at Samuel France NBA. That's it for us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,